I guess you could say we're, we've both been a little abusive emotionally and psychologically, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> this, this does not bode well for the future. No. I don't think so. Some of you know that I just celebrated my 36th birthday on September 12th, and I get kind of sad around my birthday. I think this is actually like a very common thing. I asked some of you on Instagram if you felt sad on your birthday, and of the maybe 40 or 50 people that replied, half of you said that you also get sad around your birthday. And for me, I a birthday is sort of a time of reflection. You know, you can look back on the last year and go, what have I accomplished in this last year? Or what, how is my life different from the way that I thought it would be at 36 years old? And I can answer that question in a myriad of different ways. I thought that I would have two kids by the age of 30. Uh, not only do I not have any children that I know of, actually, I'm pretty damn sure I don't have any children because my mom always taught me to wear a condom and I've lived by that principle like 95% of the time because, you know, we are humans after all. So not only do I not have children, I don't have somebody to have children with either. And you probably already know that because I'm pretty vocal about that fact. So I was feeling a little bummed on my birthday. And one of the things that I know that makes me feel better when I am blue is to give back in some way, shape, or form. So volunteering and giving back has been scientifically proven to lessen symptoms of depression. And I've been feeling a little depressed lately. I don't know if I have like clinical depression, but I am fucking moody sometimes. Good God. So I decided to give back. And the way I did that on my birthday was to go and give some free love advice. So on September 12th at about one o'clock in the afternoon, I packed up my sign. I packed up two little stools and my microphones and my recorder. And I set out to just like hang out with people and see if people would come and talk to me. And I set up in front of a metro station in Montreal and I waited. And the first like the first 20 minutes is the hardest because I'm just sitting down and I put my sign up and I wait and people look at me and people try not to look, you know, too long because they don't want to, they don't want to make eye contact. And I kind of feel stupid. You know, I'm just sitting there like, oh, I guess I'm qualified to give law advice. <sighs> I'm like, simultaneously, I know it's a good thing because I enjoy connecting with people. And simultaneously, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> and all those feelings, the feelings of being an idiot of, or looking like an idiot, they go away as soon as somebody sits down. Because when someone sits down, I feel validated. Several people sat down. I just want to give a shout out to everybody who sits with me as being courageous as fuck. Because it's not easy to just go out to a perfect stranger and just divulge very personal parts of your life. And not only that, to, to let me record it and then put it on the internet takes, takes a lot of courage. So thank you. If you've ever sat down with me, thank you. I really appreciate it. But so for some weird fucking reason today, 
or that day, three of the five stories were about cheating. And so this episode is all about cheating. Three stories of people either getting cheated on or doing the cheating. And I have some thoughts about cheating. And and as I get older, my feelings about cheating change have changed a little bit. But I have never cheated on anybody in my life, and nor do I think I've been cheated on. So I kind of come at it from that perspective of just not having a lot of experience with being in that situation. But I did recently read Esther Perel's book, A State of Affairs, where she talks a lot about the motivations for why people cheat and, and what you can do after you either figure out that you've been cheated on or divulge to your partner that you've been cheating on them. Apparently, according to her, most people who are who have been cheated on or who have infidelity in their relationship actually end up staying together. And her big takeaway is your first marriage is now over. What would you like to do with the second marriage? Which I find I find that reasonable. Because if if the reality is that people don't leave each other after an affair happens, then how can you make the best out of this situation? So today, in three stories uh, about cheating and about abusive relationships and about people sitting down with me on my birthday. So thank you. Thank you for sitting and thank you for listening. My name is Sean Galanos and this is The Love Drive. How can I help you? Well, um, I'm in the middle of like choosing between two guys. Actually, I love both of them. So that's a problem. Yeah. Okay, tell me more. Okay, this has to be like private. Like it's I'm, anonymous. He, I'm not going to put okay, your name on that. Good. Okay, so one is abroad and one is here. So one of them I live with, we have a house together. It's been three years. I'm kind of bored of the relationship. So I met the new guy like a year ago and I think I fell in love. But, you know, it's like chemistry stuff. Like, Are you in an open relationship? No, like these two do not like know that I'm doing this. Basically, I have like two boyfriends. Are you? Okay. <laughs> okay. So they, but they know about each other, but. They don't know that you're, that you, you are seeing each other. Yeah. Yeah. They do or they don't? They, no, no, no. They don't know that I'm seeing both of them at the same time. Okay. I mean, one is abroad, so it makes it kind of easier. Right. But like... Does the know. one abroad know that you're living with your current boyfriend? No. Okay, wow. So neither of them know no. that they're not your only yeah. girlfriend. Exactly. Uh, that but they know, they, know, they know each other because I've been living with this guy for five years. We bought a house. Yeah, like after three years. Because like, I really want to get married. I think it's like just, I don't know, like a... Are you sure? Yeah, I think I, yeah, I do. I, 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 the thing is like why I'm talking to you is like, I don't want to be stuck in this situation. I want like to make the right choice. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so I what think What about neither be, of them? Is that a choice? Is that a possibility? I don't know because I haven't met the third one. Right. The thing is like, they are so different and I wish they were like one person, but they're two person. 
So like the one that I'm living with now, he's like super sweet. Like he's the guy who's like treating me the best. I don't even know why I even went for the second guy. But <clears throat> but he's a little boring, you know, I get bored. And he hasn't like asked me to like marry him. Like I've been like kind of pressuring him and stuff. You've been pressuring him yeah, to yeah. ask you to marry him? Yeah, no. How? I don't know. Just like, you know, we've been together for five years, you know. thought it was three. It's, no, no, no. Three living together. Okay, I got it. Five over. Sorry. Yeah. And so after like five years, I met this guy and he kind of like, he's super smart and like witty and like funny. So he's just like the total different than the other one. He he does not treat me as well as this, the one I live with right now. It's exciting. He will never be that. And he like feels more like a lover than like, like a husband because he works a lot. So I feel like the better father would be the one I'm living with right now. But in terms of like lover-wise, I think the other one is better just because like he like challenges me and then it's just like I have so much more conversation with him. With the lover. Yeah. yeah. Like because like... He's more exciting. We're, we're, yeah, and we're like both like little nerd, like more nerdy. So like we we connect a lot, like very much. But I've lived with that guy for two months and like I can see like the red flags <laughs> but at the same time like I'm obsessed by him you know like he yeah. he will like yell at me and I come from a family that yells so I want the total opposite like no yelling so the one um that I live with now he's like super sweet he never raises his voice on me but the other one he's just like more like he's more extroverted I'm extroverted and the one I live with now, he's introverted. He's like more quiet, you know. I just, I really think that if I, had I been like married with a baby or like even pregnant, I would have like never even considered that new guy. But because I was like not, I, I felt like I was, you know, like single in my head because it's like, oh, I'm not married. I'm not like, you know, I'm like, I, I don't belong to anyone. So I was kind of like, just like, thinking that maybe he was not the one for me because we've been for so long and we're not like you know married we don't have like plans to have kids you know so I was like I felt like it's not entirely my fault that I went to see another guy because I wasn't because like you know we have a biological clock right so that's what happened and basically I'm 33 okay you know it's about time but it's just that yeah what are you waiting for yeah, well, I'm, I'm waiting for. I need to like make the freaking right choice, but and then the, that's the thing. The one that's abroad, he's coming back in September, not this September, in one year. Okay. So I kind of have one year to figure this shit out. Are right? you gonna keep cheating on these guys for a year until you figure no, it no. out? Well, <laughs> a year is nothing. Well, is it to figure something out? No, but the, I mean, no. The, it's shitty for them, but in a way. I, I treat them really well. Like, you know, when I'm there, I'm like 100% concentrated on them. How would you feel if you were... Yeah, I'd be, I'd be like, frust like, I'd be like, I killed both. I, no, I killed the guy. No, I know it's totally wrong what I'm doing. But at the same time, it's like, I didn't choose the situation to be in. Yes, you did. I know, but at the same time, I'm stuck because I, I, I genuinely... Okay, because I used to put a lot of pressure on myself and every day I hate myself. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. 
Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking to you, right? I'd be like, oh, I'm that's also cool. not giving you as hard of a time because yeah. I know that you probably feel pretty bad already. Yeah. And then, but the thing is, like, I don't know. Like, I really love both of them. Like, I love them. And they're so different. Yeah. And it's like, I've been just pressuring myself to, like, make the choice, but it's like, it's as if, like, I have so much love to give. It's like one person is not enough. Okay. Why don't you just uh, <laughs> tell both? Yeah. No, I can't. Yeah, I thought about that. Tell for like okay. Two okay, here, here's this. Here's so okay, several avenues here. You have actually multiple options, which is kind of interesting. One, you keep doing what you're doing, sp- spend a year figuring it out. Status quo, right? Nothing mm-hmm. changes. Mm-hmm. You maybe can just ask the dude that you're with if he has any intention of asking you to marry. Mm-hmm. And ha- and do you want to have kids with this guy? I think my first choice would be. I don't know what my first choice is because when I'm with the guy here, I think about the other guy. Mm. When I'm with the other guy, I think about the guy home. Yeah, you want your cake and eat it too. You want both guys. No, it's not that I want. It's like when I'm with one, I miss the other. Right. That's craziness. I don't, I'm like, I, I, I just like, I don't know myself because every time I'm, I'm like, so I, when I was abroad with the guy for two months this summer, right? At the beginning, was everything was great. And then, you know, because that was the first time since a year that we lived together. So for two months, I was like seeing his like flaws and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, the guy home here, he would never treat me like that, you know? Because I was always comparing. That's the danger because I just keep doing it. Like, how can I not? You know, it's just like so natural. So, um, okay. So what? So one one solution is you can tell both of them what you've been up to and the predicament that you find yourself in, which is this is the most radical solution because no one would ever choose to do this because it's almost suicide. Yeah. There's a good chance you will end up alone. Yeah. But there's also a chance that they will understand what you've been doing, and? possibly. And now you're in like now everything's in the open. Mm-hmm. What's in the open is that you're in two relationships mm-hmm. and you don't know what is the right thing for you to do in the future and it's okay not to know okay this this i mean i have no idea if this would even work but it's pretty bold and so i like it because i like bold things another strategy is to try to continue to date both of them so actually this is sort of a play on the same strategy try to open up both of these relationships where it's it makes it okay for you to be dating both of them because that is a thing. Tell people, both of them that, you know, can we be in a real open relationship? Yeah, tell both. <laughs> yeah, ask ask them both separately if you can be in an open, if, if we can do an open relationship. And when they agree, tell them, okay, well, I have been for the last year. There's no real way where you come out ahead in this. The, the only way that I see this working is that you choose one and never tell either of them. Yeah. That's what I want to do within this year because he's going to, the, the one I brought, he's coming, he got a job offer and he's going to take it. He's like, I'm going to come back to Montreal. For oh, he's you. from here originally? No, he's from abroad. You should tell him though. Yeah. You need to figure this out quicker than a year. Oh, yeah. Because he's Before moving. He comes. Well, and every- it's like, if he comes back, who am I going to live with? I, the thing is, like, when I'm here, I have a preference for the other guy, you know, abroad. And so when he comes back, when he comes to Montreal, like we met here, um, when he comes back, like I'd like to live with him. No, you need to tell him way before he chooses to come here because it's going to affect him in a very real way. Okay. Right. Because he's making plans to leave where he where he's living now. 
But this is also the thing. So, like, for his career, coming here is, like, That's good. That's not your place. Yeah, it's not my place. That's none of your business. That's his business. Okay. We're not career advisors here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I'm just saying he has nothing to lose. This that's guy. That's not true. That's, we don't know that. I know that for a fact because he's he's paid more here than in his country. But that's not for his career. That's career. okay. That's not the end all be all. Money people do a lot of things. Money isn't the thing that matters the most. So we don't know that, and that's also being very presumptuous. Okay. Of you. Yeah. Sort of like playing God a little bit. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I don't have any advice as to who you should pick. Mm-hmm. But my advice is that you do it soon. Mm-hmm. It's either you pick somebody and you never speak of it again, mm-hmm. or you talk about this to both of them mm-hmm. about what you've been doing. Okay. Also, guy abroad, mm-hmm. bunch of red flags, mm-hmm. right? Yelling, that's like father, daddy issues, things, right? These are things that you don't want, but yeah, they're yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's exactly like He's my dad. He's exciting. You're going to have great sex. going to be, you know, very exciting relationship. Yeah. Not necessarily... A stable relationship. No. Not necessarily the best person to have children with. I don't know this. I'm, I'm of course. You, oh my God. We've only been talking for 12 minutes. So we're making a lot of assumptions here. Guy here, mm-hmm. safe, much mm-hmm. safer. Safety equals less exciting. That's yeah. read Esther Perel's book, uh, Eroticism of Desire. And also, you should abs- absolutely read her book, A State of Affairs which is about people having affairs, which is what you're doing right now. Okay. Do you know Esther Perel? I'm going to, I'll send it to you. Don't worry. Okay, okay. So before you do anything, read this book. This might actually change the whole trajectory of your life. Oh my God. I mean, you might have saved my life. I absolutely saved your life. <laughs> that I do know for sure. And that is not presumptuous at all. So read these two books. Safety equals not exciting, but also there are ways of finding excitement in a stable relationship. So she might be able to show you ways to be, to find more excitement in your current relationship with this man. That's my suggestion. Read these two books. That's it. Okay. Okay. Like, like in the next Maybe week. Because I, I, I was like, oh, I need to like, I need a psychologist. She's a psychologist. Oh. She wrote a book about having affairs. Okay. Okay. This will also ease a lot of your guilt about the situation that you find yourself in. Oh my God. Okay, good. It's going to suck. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, please send me an email. It's definitely going to suck. What? This whole situation is not fun. Oh no. You. Every day I'm like freaking out, right? Yeah. Because it's like one one person's going to find out. You know, I need to do that before one finds out, you know, because that'd be shitty. Um, also, I, I don't think you're alone in this. I think this is a fairly... You're not the only person doing this. Yeah, I just like, I'm kind of blessed in a way that I know that, okay, I'm doing this and I don't have children and I'm not married. You know, at least I'm not in the worst, 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 worst situation possible. Could be worse. Could be worse. Could be a lot worse. So that's why I'm like trying to take the pressure. You could also be broke and have zero financial resources. And if you leave someone, you are on the street and that is not the case. Oh, okay, no. So you got a lot going for you. Yeah. That's it. You got it? Thank you. You're welcome. Sign sign this thing now. Okay, I will. For all you Esther Perel fans out there, I know, I fucked up. It's not called the eroticism of desire. I have no idea where I got that from. It's called mating in captivity. And it's all about how to how to keep the desire alive in your long-term relationship. 
which is not something I have a ton of experience with, but is something Esther Perel. I just outsource. I outsource the stuff I don't have a lot of experience in, which is on the whole more things than not. That was a tough one. She probably needed to just break up with both of them, honestly. But you know, this is all hindsight. I'm going to check back with her and see who she ended up choosing. This next story, a very short, short story. Some of you have given me the feedback that you wished that these were longer or that I went deeper on some of them. And I agree with you. And then also some of them are just short because for the most part, people are like on their way somewhere when they encounter me at some point during their day. And this guy had five minutes. That's it. One short story about being cheated on. My name is Sean Galanos. This is The Love Drive. Here's some more free love advice. Oh, just FYI, David, David, right? Yeah. Only has five minutes. Yeah, I do. Okay. How can I help you? Let's make it quick then. Oh, I was just curious. Um, okay. This is free love advice. Yes. Pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> um, okay. Here we go. Um, how do you uh, continue loving someone who did you wrong and uh, didn't respect you? We're talking about like love. We're not like, I'm talking about like a relationship. We're not talking about like friendships. Uh-huh. How about that? What did they do? Uh, let's like in a general term, not to go too much into details, details, let's say, let's say, uh, uh, the person cheated on me. Okay. Is this a real story? This is a real story. Did they actually cheat on you? Yeah. Okay. And is is this a current relationship? No. Okay. It's uh, finished. It's It's over. It it, it ended. And then, uh, I found out afterwards Uh what had really happened. Like it ended well. Uh huh. And then, but the thing is what I'm having a hard time with is I've decided to like, uh, burn the bridges or uh, so to speak. Um, I don't know if that's the expression, but like would be in French. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I still, I don't want to, um, hate the person and I don't really want to, I don't want to like put out energy towards that person. That's like super negative. So I'm just wondering what the process is when you come to like, maybe this is like the first time someone asks about forgiveness or like what to do after a relationship. Uh-huh. Um, I, it was my first relationship. So it's my first ex. Uh-huh. So what do you do? What, 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 or what, what would your advice be for someone who's just been broken up with and then found out things afterwards? Forgive yourself, number one, for, being, for having all these feelings. These feelings of anger or disappointment or how could you have been so stupid? Like whatever you're feeling that's negative towards the other person, it's all very normal for somebody who's just been cheated on. And it sucks. It's like really shitty. I also don't think that you need to love someone who just cheated on you. You can be angry. It's okay to be angry and disappointed and feel stupid and whatever the things that you're feeling is okay. Uh, And it sucks. uh, I think cheating is the lamest thing in the world. I mean, it's like, (laughs) but there are other, like the Holocaust is pretty lame. There's a lot of like other lame things. I know. Oops. Too soon. It's lame. And people do it for all sorts of reasons. And there's a phenomenal book that uh, Esther Perel wrote called A State of Affairs that actually opened my mind to reasons for why people cheat. Actually, really, it was mm. a total perspective change. So that might actually be helpful for you. I'm going to look that up. To just read Esther Perel is a phenomenal therapist who has done a lot of work on affairs uh-huh. and on how to keep uh, the desire in your relationship alive. 
And also, f- you know, fucking take the time that you need to yeah. heal from this. Yeah, I'm not ready for relationship well, right now. Well, not There's even no that. Way. You're not ready to, like, love the person who cheated on That's you. true, that too. No, I, I'm just wondering, like, how, how it works. I mean, it gets different for everybody, but it's just... I don't know. I think time, time yeah. and space. Are you yeah. in, in contact with them in any way, shape, or form? I, um, not currently, but it's um, someone who I work close. Like, um, we, will, we, will, we will bump into each other again, for sure work events mutual friends so what you can do is you can do a period of no contact oh yeah that's definitely what's happening now but you can also you can send them a message that say hey i would like to request a period of no con- contact mm-hmm. from from you mm-hmm. for a period of 6 months because mm-hmm. that's what i need to do to heal mm-hmm. from this relationship mm-hmm. as Nothing to do with you, everything to do with me. Mm-hmm. And I do realize that we are going to be in close proximity to each other because of our work situations in the near future. And I would like to request that we just pretend like we don't know each other. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to heal. Mm-hmm. And so just put that out there on the front end mm-hmm. so that, that they know mm-hmm. that you're not going to be doing small talk or all this other stuff that you're just, you can right, right, right be right. in the same room or mm-hmm. space and not engage okay i don't know if that's realistic is that realistic well, at all i think that definitely there needs to be time uh, uh separated for sure four minutes 50 seconds oh i have 10 seconds left i am such a huge fan of no contact it's just something that it's it's the one thing that's allowed me to continue having relationships with my exes because I think that that moment after a breakup there's not much that you can provide for each other other than pain and hurt I don't think that people that just break up can support each other through a breakup just don't think it's possible I mean I'm sure there are some I'm sure you have a story of how that was possible in your life and that's great I I don't I don't have that story and I don't give that advice. I think that people, when they break up, should should take time and space to let the feelings settle. That's all I got. Next story, more free love advice with a person of a very tender young age who's in love and that love is complicated and I don't envy her at all. But before we get to the story, if you want some free love advice of your own, if you have a love problem, a sex problem, something with your relationship, if you need a sounding board, if you need an objective person that doesn't know all of your bullshit, then I am offering you some free love advice. So go to thelovedrive.com forward slash free love advice, sign up. You'll get access to my calendar and you can pick a 30-minute slot. I will be yours and you will be mine for 30 minutes. We'll do a video call. It will be anonymous and confidential. You can choose to allow me or to give me consent to using your love advice session in a future episode of the podcast or not, completely up to you. And then we'll talk. You'll tell me what's going on and I will give you my very best free love advice. I will work extra hard to figure out just how I could help you. And hopefully 
I will. Because I want you to have the most love and the most sex that you want. TheLoveDrive.com forward slash free love advice. Go there, sign up, and let's talk. Okay, let's go. Back to the show. How can I help you? Well, <laughs> I'm in a bit of a love pickle, I guess you could say. Talk louder. A love pickle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Part of my job is coaching people how to talk into a microphone. Okay. Is it sanitary? Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> it's fine. Mm-hmm. Tell well, me about your pickle. I don't know how to tell if I'm really in love because... I guess you could. So, so many people are are wanting my love, and I'm not sure if I can give it to all of them. <laughs> you know, I have to, I have to commit to someone. Who are these people? One of them is someone that's in between being an ex and still being my boyfriend. So. Oh, sorry. Hold on. That's me. And it's him who's calling me right now. Oh, yeah. it's you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna turn so before your person called. Yes. What were you saying? Okay, so this one yeah. is, he's, he was my boyfriend for a year, okay. almost a year, but um, things didn't work out, but he still wants them to work out, and I'm not sure if it's possible or not. Are you going to, you're going to mute your phone. There you go. Yeah. And, and at the same time, there are these two other people who are interested, and this person wants me, and I'm not sure what I want anymore. I'm a little torn apart why did you break up because okay Th- did they just literally call three times yes in a row? they call me they're fr- hello <laughs> a little red excessive flag, red flag much yeah okay first that's of all, why it's fir- complicated first of all put it on silent just mm. so that we can finish this conversation without being interrupted by so literally in, in the space of two and a half minutes this person called you three times in a row oh that's nothing okay I guess you could say we're, we've both been a little abusive. Okay. Emotionally and psychologically, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so, it's... This, this does not bode well for the future. No. I don't think so. But then again, he tells me, you know, oh, we're soulmates and it's, it's meant to be. Because he's an artist as well. How old are you? I'm 18. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How old is he? 19. Okay, that's cute. It's cute. The concept of soulmates, I think, is very cute. I don't really believe in it, but I feel like there's a lot of people that you can have successful relationships with. I don't really believe in it. Me too. That's that's what I'm going through. I feel like there are many people that I connect with on different levels. I discover a different part of myself with another person. Yeah. And I didn't like the person that I turned into when I was with him. So that's why I kind of, I broke things off. But? But not completely. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> you, yeah. you, you're the one who's supposed to give me advice. I, I know, I'm know. trying to get the landscape here. Okay. We, I, we're three, we're almost four minutes in. I still Is need this I, too much? No, no, it's not. It's, it's that like, I'm, I'm trying to understand you mm-hmm. and your situation. I don't give canned advice. This is all custom. So in order for me to really give the best advice possible, I need to understand 
what's going on? Like, what's the underlying issue? And oftentimes it's something else, you know? Mm, what's the issue? Mm. Mm. <sighs> this is not like nobody knows who I am, right? This is totally not. I don't even know who you are. Okay. Don't tell anyone your name. Mm. We'll be okay. Okay. Well, at the beginning of the relationship, I wasn't very clear on what I wanted. And I left for for stuff during the summer. We didn't see each other for about a month until I decided, you know what? I'm going to move in with you <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> because I wanted to leave my city and come here. And part of it was for him, uh-huh. which is a big mistake, I realized. But at the same time, it brought, brought a lot of positives. But anyway, I wasn't clear and I ended up doing a bunch of stuff with other people before seeing him and then only told him four months later. Doing a bunch of stuff with other people. Yeah. Like you slept with other people. Yeah. Okay. Just want to be clear. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't even know why I did that. I I feel like it was my last chance to be free. I, f- I somehow knew in advance that I would feel choked by this person. Um suffocated in a way because then right away when I arrived there it it was that there was just no privacy no time for myself ever I couldn't even talk on the phone with my mom alone so but he's he's been telling me that he has he had his reasons for that and those reasons were that I'm a little too uncontrollable well (laughs) yeah that's not his job (laughs) a his reasons are because he's insecure yeah and he has trust issues Mm-hmm. Because of nine, me, though. No, just in general. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if, if okay, if he was a stable, secure man, and he was dating someone who was, quote-unquote, uncontrollable and difficult to handle, he would just leave. You would be single. Mm-hmm. But he chose to blame you for his controlling behavior. So it sounds like you're in sort of an abusive relationship. I mean, you you sort of admitted that. Mm-hmm. And that it goes both ways. We're not putting it all on him. No, no, no. I don't, yeah, 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 and I don't want to. This is this is this goes both ways. Do you still live together now? Well, the plan was to f- move in because I moved in with his fa- with his family for a year, which was very difficult. And now we and we wanted to move in an apartment um together and then when things weren't working out, it was like, you know what? That's not, I don't want to move in with you. I need space. I need to find myself again because I lost a big part of myself and, and be alone for a while. So now I'm alone, but we see each other still almost every day. We kind of have no choice because we go to the same school um, and we work together as well as colleagues. So now we're at that stage where we're able to work together in a respectful manner instead of constantly verbally abusing each other are you still sleeping together yeah okay. yeah that's what makes things complicated and and he's not the only one i'm i'm seeing and he knows it and he's choosing to not see anybody just because he's claims to love me so much and wants this to work so yeah so i came to you i'm so glad you sat down <laughs> i'm so lost uh you know, today's my birthday. So really? I, yeah, oh, I, just happy wanted to, birthday. I wanted to thank you for sitting down with me. Oh. What do you want? What What's your ideal scenario? I want to be happy with myself and then be able to be in a relationship with someone. It might be him, but for it to be healthy 
ultimately. Doesn't sound very healthy. But he's telling me that he's changing and that it can work and that we can be individual people together instead of trying to change each other and be this one thing. I don't know. And so what's going to change? What is, what is going to change on his end? Giving me a little more space. Literally just called you three times in a row. This because is I told him I might come here. I was like, he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I'm about to go to this free love advice thing. <laughs> oh, you did? Because I saw you earlier. Yeah. And then I, I went in there and I was him. thinking about it for 10 minutes. And then I decided to come. I love that. The scene is a very common thing that you just did. People do this all the time. People are scared. It's a scary thing to just come over and talk to a stranger about love. It's funny. I was just, I just posted that on my Instagram story. And I was like, you know, it takes a lot of courage to sit down here Mm -hmm. with a total stranger. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Good job on being courageous. Still though, someone who calls you three times in a row. I mean, Mm. once someone called me twice in a row, like I ended the call because I was, I ended, I was on the phone. And so I, I pushed him to voicemail and they called right back. And I, I picked up and I was like, look, when I push you to voicemail, it means that I will call you back. Mm. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought maybe, you know, I think they called me three times. The second time could be an accident. Right? Yeah. And they're like, sorry, I didn't know. And I was like, okay, just FYI, I will call you back eventually when I'm ready. So anyway, I see that as a, a red flag, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> You're so young. Yes. And you said something earlier that was, you said that you slept with those other people because this was sort of like your last chance of freedom, mm-hmm. which makes me sad, which makes me think that for you being in a, like you can't be free in a relationship. Yeah. And I've told him that. And he says, I want you to be free. That's all I want you to do. I want you to grow and be free, be yourself. And I'm like, how can I do that with, with you? Yeah. Well, he <laughs> he feels like we're, we're better people when we're together. Do you agree? That's a weird thing to say. Thinking about it. <laughs> That's so weird. I, I feel like, yeah, being in a relationship could sort of, uh, it could inspire you to do better things and to be a good person. But I don't think that two people together become better humans because they're together. I think humans... We should strive to just be amazing people on our own and to be kind and loving. And when you come together, it's just two kind, loving people coming together exactly. and being That's sweet to I each want. other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to, do you want to be sweet with somebody? <laughs> I w- yes, I want to just... Two people being strong individuals, being themselves, coming together, not changing or just... They can evolve, I guess. But they can grow. They, yeah. They can grow. But I, if I go out with someone and I, and I think, oh, this person is, is perfect except for this thing that I will change, over. That's not, a, that's not real because I can't change anybody. And, and for the most part, people don't change drastically in a short amount of time. It takes a long period of time and it's slow. Yeah. So for him to say that he's going to change... I've already seen a, f- a few changes, but there were also times where I would... Like when we were hanging out with friends and he would, I would see his old self coming back and it would just really turn, turn me off because I didn't want to go through that anymore. So it's, it's so on and off. Right now, I guess we could describe each other as on and off. 
our, our, our thing going on. What about, this is the advice giving portion of yes. our conversation. And I feel kind of bad giving you this advice because it's pretty standard advice in my repertoire. What about taking a break? A real break? A real, try. a real break, no contact, six months. Oof. I know. Six months. You know, that's like oh, a, another, a 40th of another your life. Thing, another reason of his for us to be together, which sounds completely stupid to me, is um, that he's going to be staying here for another year for his studies, technically. And why not just take advantage of the time that he's here so we can be together and then say goodbye? <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, that sounds reasonable, sort of. Well, I guess. Would, I, would it be a better year of my life? That's what I'm questioning. That's If you were without him, <laughs> if you weren't together, it might be a better year. Mm. I, I just have very low tolerance for any sort of these shenanigans. Yeah. When I was 18 or 19, like, of course, I wasn't perfect, but I never was, was never in a relationship where people abused me. Mm. Psychologically, emotionally, mentally, like, not happening. Because I, I deserve better than that. And I suspect that you probably do as well. I think he deserves better than that, too. It's, I'm playing with his feelings a lot right now. I feel bad about it. What are you doing? By I was going to chastise you next. Oh, okay, good. So. Um, <laughs> well, the people that I'm seeing are people that he knows. Um, that he's, unfortunately, but it's because it's so small. Our circle is small since we're musicians. Oh, right. You also live in a city of like uh, two million people or whatever. Yeah. Forget how big the city is. <laughs> But you're right, small circle. It is, yeah. I mean, you choose to sleep with people in the in the tiny community that you're in. And it's not just sleeping with people that bothers with him. It's the connection that I have with them. It's the fact that I, that I can actually enjoy myself spending time with another person other than him. That's really hurtful. Um, especially when he hasn't done anything other than threaten that he's going to do things, but he never does them. Right. There's another red flag, by the way. What? Just the threatening. Threatening? Threatening to do stuff, ultimatums. Mm-hmm. These are all like, you know, it's abuser. very dramatic. We're uh, both very dramatic people. I'm exhausted already just it's, thinking about your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah. That's why I'm, I, I feel like shut off right now. Emotionally, I'm just don't feel much. Uh, even with the people I'm spending time with. Uh, and they're asking me, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know. Just living life, trying not to think or feel because it's a little too much right now. It sounds like you need a break <laughs> from it all. Uh, yes. What about that? What about choosing you instead of choosing th- those three other people? Instead of making a choice between those three people, just choosing you for now. Mm-hmm. Is that not a selfish thing to do? Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. You're number one. I'm number one. If I... It's like, you know, so cheesy. You know, when, they, when on the plane, they tell you to take the oxygen mask and mm-hmm. put it on yourself before you put it on your child? Yes. It, this is, this oh, is you that, yeah. putting the oxygen mask on yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody. So is it selfish? Not really. You don't owe anybody anything. You literally do not owe anybody your time, your mm-hmm. attention, your love, your space, your respect. You owe all, actually, that's not true. You owe all of that to yourself, number one. And it sounds like right now, things are a little complicated in your love life. 
And you might be creating a little bit of chaos in your relationships around you Mm -hmm. and in this very small community. And it might be a good idea to take a step back from all of it and to say to these people, look, you're, you're great. Yeah. This is not about you. This is about me taking time for me. I need time to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I'm going to spend six months just dealing with me and dealing with my career and my school. And I'm just going to take a little bit of break because things are a little complicated for me right now. I hope you understand. If you care about me, you will understand that this is yes. for me. I'm not doing this because of you. I'm doing this for me. That's the important piece to stress because people are going to get pissed off. They do. I just hope that if I do that, I won't be the one falling into this pit of, because I, I realized lately that I am, I'm also becoming dependent since I spent a year with him uh, and nobody else. Like I didn't have any other friends really other than him. I, I became pretty dependent. And when I find myself alone, I'm like, well, what do I, what do I do now? Am I okay? I don't feel so okay. I used to always say, oh, I, I love being alone on my own. It's, great independence and now whenever that happens I things get pretty dark so maybe that's actually what I need to do yeah work on that being single doesn't mean being alone Mm. there are lots of other people in the world in your community at school you could make new friends you could try new activities you could there's a lot of ways I've been single for a long time there's a lot of ways for me not Mm. to be alone Usually it involves friends and family and activity partners and animals. And, you know, it's okay to not be in a relationship. It really is. The society frowns upon it a little bit. It really values people that are in couples. Like, yeah. But it's okay to be, to not be in a relationship. You will get validation from other areas of your life. Professionally, scholastically. Friendly, familiarly. <laughs> that's my advice. Oh, that's that's good advice. You can always go back to this relationship. Could always, even if mm. he leaves, that's always an option. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're meant to be, this is going to sound cheesy. I'm just I'm just throwing out all the cheese today. Mm-hmm. If you're meant to be, nothing can keep you apart. Not even six months of you taking time for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're very young. You're going to meet a lot of amazing people. <laughs> I and hope so. I, I know so. Trust me. I'm 36 years old. Oh. <laughs> got a little bit more experience than you. Well, a little bit. That's it. That's what I got. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Good luck. The Love Drive is produced by me, Sean Galanos, with the help from Guilford Street Studios. Thank you so much for listening. Really, I I am uber grateful that you have chosen to spend some time with me every week. So thank you. It means a lot to me. It really does. If you want to find out more about me, go to thelovedrive.com or follow me on Instagram. That is where I'm having conversations with people. Hey, also, by the way, I'm still looking for some original music for The Love Drive. Do you know of anybody who 
is a music producer or in a band or knows someone who would want to release the rights to some music so that I can get some new love drive intro mid-roll outro music if you know of anybody or if you're that person reach out to me sean at thelovedrive.com or on instagram next week i don't know what's going on next week because i don't have that episode recorded so i can't give you a fucking snippet of next week's episode but i can give you this instead Remy and someone could definitely be playful, but it's also a very vulnerable part of the body. So I'm wondering what you're doing there when you're going straight for this very vulnerable place on a first date or first time having sex. And I'm just curious. I want to know what that's about for Sean. Sean.